will find a life this mistruth, misillumination. When we talk about darkness, is simply foolishness, is ignorance, blindness. In fact, the Selenian Apostle, we are the children of the day. We are not in the darkness. The light of light goes beyond what you can get, but it's fulfilling the very life and the mind of God for you. And that is all more important than anything else you can ever think about. You were created for something unique and you've got to do it as a light of life. Okay, this morning I want to talk to you on the light of life. The light of life. Hallelujah. The Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. <laughs> and God said, let there be light. And there was light. Hallelujah. And God saw the light that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. And God called the light day. And the darkness he called night. And in the evening and the morning. But the first day. Now can we just look at this passage very closely. Are you there with your Bible? Look at this place. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Okay. And the Spirit of God move upon the face of the waters. What is this? Deep waters. Are they the same thing or two different things? Hallelujah. Hello? Darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What I didn't know from the book of Revelation, the waters speaks about tongues, nations, and multitude of people. Revelation 13. Hallelujah. But the Bible talks about the great hall that is sitting upon many waters. And then 17 of that chapter says, The waters with the soils are people and tongues and nations and tribes. Whatever. Is that okay? So, when you look at them, I said, Darkness was upon the face of the deep. What does that mean? Darkness was upon the face of humanity. And you talk about the Holy Spirit coming to enlighten us to discover who we are. Fine. So humanity was in total darkness. Are you catching that? And as the Bible said, the Spirit moved upon the face of the deep. Not upon the Atlantic Ocean. And that is what we have always believed. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you there? In the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void. And darkness was upon the face of the day. What's the earth? The earth equal is man. Bible says I was born the image of the earth. Which also be the image of the heavenly. Is that alright? Are you there? Okay. Okay. Now when he said God. And God saw the light that it was good. No, but there's a play talk about being without form and void empty no shape now shape is not your structure shape is your design what you have designed to perfect in life that is your shape hallelujah no shape if i like she told us about gideon in judges chapter six finally gideon took shape of being the leader, of being the warrior. But light came. How did the light come to Gideon? Somebody spoke. And so God spoke, let there be light, and light came. So that humanity can take shape. Are you hearing this? So without form and void, darkness was upon the face of the earth. I'm going to make you understand, darkness doesn't speak about these dark things and darkness means ignorance, it means blindness, it means foolishness. 
So when he said darkness was upon the face of the deep, what he's trying to say, our countenance, which means our light was darkened. There was no light, no understanding, no vision, no purpose, no goal. In other words, mankind was living in ignorance. And then the spirit came. Hallelujah. So God was trying to give life to humanity by simple breathing. What was he giving? Understanding. He wanted man to get out of ignorance. So the greatest problem you have is not Satan, it's ignorance. Hallelujah. Are you there? Your trouble is not Satan. Your trouble is not the devil. Your trouble is ignorance. Lack of light. Now, we'll come back to this. But just take those elements and see. In John chapter 8 verse 12, the Bible now says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am what? The light of the world. The light of the world. What world? Cosmos? It's not the light of the planet X. I am the light of humanity. And so, John 1, 9, with Bible who say, Is he that lighteneth every man that cometh into the world? I am the light of mankind. He was defining who he is and his role in relation to humanity. We shout, Jesus is the light of the world. But it's to them that receive this light that they can lighten so then we can understand what it stands for to be the light of this world. It is the same light that broke forth when he said, Let there be light. Genesis 1. The same light. He was only identifying with that word that God spoke in Genesis 1. He said, It came because humanity was in darkness. They were living in ignorance. Now I've come so that their mind can be reshaped. They could take shape and take form again. They could function in that capacity that God has really ordained for them. I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. He said, He that followed me shall not walk in darkness. They shall have what? The light of life. I will speak about that much later. But he said, I shall not walk in darkness. He doesn't say, shall not. Oh man, because you're going to walk in all the day. Was Jesus not sleeping in the night? I mean, so if he was sleeping in the night and people were walking in the night, what does that mean? Was he talking about the night in terms of 24 hours? No. When he said, They that followed me shall not walk in darkness, it means you will not walk in ignorance, you will not walk in foolishness. I come to brighten your thinking, if you will. The bright. Hallelujah. If you are a true follower of Christ, you ought to live in wisdom. Because Christ is the wisdom of God personified. Proverbs chapter 8. Are you there? Are you following what I'm saying? So when he said, I'm the light of the world, I came to lighten humanity. You can't afford say, he that followeth me, that's the key thing. He that walks with me shall not walk in darkness, but shall walk in the light of life. Wow. What life? Not in the life of your existing. The life of, listen, the light of Zoe. The light of life. That is the light of the life of God. That is the understanding of the life you had in God. Because the light means understanding. Darkness means ignorance. Light means understanding. So when he says you shall walk in the light of life, it means you shall now have understanding about the life God gave to you before you were brought here. Are you there? We'll talk more about that. Let me show you something. Isaiah chapter 8. 
may probably be a little bit short this morning. Isaiah chapter 8. Verse 20. The Bible said, To the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this world, it is because there is no light in them. Oh no, come on. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. What did they say is light? Wisdom, understanding, truth. Huh? That is light. Illumination. Wisdom, understanding, truth. That's light. Now, scripture says, if they speak, say, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. That means we can have preachers who preach without understanding. They speak, but no light. <laughs> Hallelujah. God forbid you are full of such a preacher. Say to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, this word, one word, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God. If they speak not according to this word, then there is no light in them. Because ordinarily, the law and the prophet were fulfilling who? In Christ. Can you get that? So we see people jumping around and doing all manner of things in the name of the gospel. But who could be speaking without light? Amen? We could be speaking without wisdom. We could be preaching and teaching without wisdom. We could have enough zeal and more, more zeal than even God required. Hallelujah. But all without wisdom. In ignorance, foolishness. To the law and to the testimony. If they speak not according to this word. That is an accordance. There is something that has to agree. Huh? And there's no light in them. So are you surprised? You see the things you see. Are you surprised? <laughs> he said, if you follow me, if you have the light of life, you will understand what life is all about. And I'm not talking about living, eating and drinking. No. You understand why you are existing. Because the light of the life there is the Zoe, which is the life of God. You will have understanding about the life of God. If you follow Christ, you will know it. Wisdom will be granted unto you. Hallelujah. Are you following that? So we find that light means wisdom. It means understanding. It means truth. It means illumination. And we talk about darkness is simply foolishness. It's ignorance. It's blindness. Deadness. That's only the conscience of man. That's darkness. Darkness is not the... You know, children are frightened by darkness. and He's not talking about that one. Darkness is where witches move. In the darkness, and that's where witches fly. God is not doing such things, man. In fact, as Helena Paul said, we are the children of the day. We are not in the darkness. So there is never a time we ought to walk in darkness, if that is what they are thinking about. We are children of the day. And if you read that account very well, he said, He called the light day, capital letter, and that is Christ. Hallelujah. And say, so We are the children of the day. That means we are the children of Christ. By implication, the light has given birth to us. And that's why he said, We are not ignorance of the day of what people call second coming. He said, That day shall not take you unawares. Did he say so? Hallelujah. So we are talking about getting out of foolishness. In this context, what is foolishness? Not knowing why you are existing. Not knowing where you are going. Not knowing how to live out the life of the now that my sister spoke about. That's a foolishness. Why abide in foolishness when the wisdom of God has been granted unto us and revealed unto us? Hallelujah. 
And there was a powerful definition he gave about righteousness this morning on sin. I mean, you have sin. Huh? Remember what he said? He that knoweth to do good and does not do it is what? Is sin. Now, can I stretch that a little bit further? What is good? They came to Jesus and said, Good master. And he said, Why call it thou me good? You know what he was trying to say? That is not to say he was humbled. Because some people will say, Jesus was so humble that you can't even call him good. And so don't call anybody good because even Jesus no, I said that is good. That's not what he said. He said, Only God is good. That's what Jesus said. Why call you me good master? Only God is good. You know what he's trying to say? Why don't you believe I'm God? For only God is good. You call me good master and only God is good. Therefore, I am God. That's what he meant. He wasn't trying to humble himself. He <laughs> said, don't call any man good. No, that's not what he was trying to say. When I say I'm a son of God, you got angry because you said I'm making myself equal with God. Now you turn around and say, good master. And yet only God is good. So you're contradicting yourself. You are denying and agreeing at the same time. Come on now, is anybody hearing this? <laughs> so, he that know how to do good and do any naughty sin, what does that mean? He that know what the life of God is. I will not function in that light is sin. The light of life is to understand why you are existing. And if you do, and you don't leave it out, to God is sin. Does it make sense? Hallelujah. Some of you are good worshippers. Some of you are good singers. Some of you can bless people by your words, by the spirit of revelation that comes you through songs. But you're not engaged in that. It's all because you have no understanding. No light of life. Your, your desire, oh, see, like she was saying, oh man, I want to be an engineer. Even in the church, I want to be that, I want to be that. You feel there are some places you have to be because you are seeking for recognition. You're wasting your time. If God has endowed you with a good voice, if God has equipped you with such energy to pray fervently for people, you become an intercessor. I'm not talking of just joining bandwagons. I'm talking of you know it and you know that you're an intercessor. You can't afford not to pray. Because she must carry the burden of the people. An intercessor is a high priest. Hebrews 5, read it for yourself. It's a high priest who must have compassion on the infirmity of the rest of people that he's ministering to. Not because you are most qualified, because even the priests of old, they were also offering sacrifices for themselves. But that is the role God has given to you to pray and to intercede for people. Some of us should be resting while you do the job of praying, man. Because we do a lot of reading to talk to you as well. Hello? Come on, am I talking? <laughs> That's the way it goes. You just play your part. You see, I love that definition. Judging according to the works. When say God shall judge you according to your works. Read that in the book of Revelation 20. Say the books were open, the other books were and every man was judged according to the works in those books. Have you read it before? It's there. Revelation 20. So, you think judgment has to do with uh, maybe you were smoking, you were drinking? Much more than that, man. Hmm? Are you hearing what I'm saying now? Not doing what you are created to do, you're going to face a judgment because your own book shall be open and find that a lot of chapters of that book are not covered. They are all empty, man. No record. <laughs> are you still there with me? Like my sister, when she was supposed to be in Australia, behold, she wasn't worried. Eh? Dancing disco or doing some things with some crazy girls and maybe fixing hair in the saloon for three hours. Huh? He didn't can't. I was speaking with somebody. He said, Why are you feeling so bad today? I said, I have done nothing throughout the day. 
Now that's my own way of assessing myself. For a whole day, if I cannot account for the hours in the day, I feel terribly bad. My Mondays is to read one new book. So if I don't read in the evening, oh, I lose my mind. I don't go anywhere on Mondays. I take one new book and I must read it. If I can't cover it, I cover it the next Monday. But the rest of those days are already spent out and spaced out. But if for through the day I get down to the evening, I can't say precisely what I've done. I get mad at myself. Sometimes good evening does not sweet. It doesn't come in at that time. Because the evening is not even good because the whole day was not good. Are you hearing what I'm saying now? You were created for something unique and you've got to do it. That's the light of life. Hallelujah. If you look at 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24, the Bible says, But unto them which are called both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and what? And the wisdom of God. So when we say light is wisdom, and Jesus said, I am the light of the world. I am the wisdom that men ought to have to live their lives on the face of the earth. And not just wisdom in terms of business, that is also inclusive, but it has to do precisely with discovering the very life of God that he has deposited in your life. Christ is the wisdom of God. We speak so much of a power, but we don't talk about it being wisdom. He says the power and the wisdom of God. And sometimes we think power means pushing people down. No, 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 no. God said, I give the power to get wet. You don't push wet down, do you? <laughs> so, wet there, so we to get wet, you need power. That power means there's going to be some energy behind the scene that propelling you to accurately do what you are supposed to do part-time. And there is wisdom for you to do it. And wet begins to come. I give you power to get wet. In other words, I send you forth to get wet. And so when we say Christ is the power and the wisdom of God, we think it all have to do with and people fall down and all that. That's part of it. But not all of it. But the point is you can fall down and get up and nothing happens to you. Hmm? After all, when a tornado comes, trees fall. <laughs> Does it make them better trees? In fact, sometimes they lose their roots. Am I talking? It's all breeze and wind when different dimensions. Am I, am I talking to somebody? Christ is the wisdom and the power of God by implication. By the time you organize and put yourself together, the wisdom of God flowing in you, the power of God flowing in you, you are going to be a successful man. Not just for yourself, but for humanity. Hallelujah. Christ is the wisdom and the power of God. I want you to think about that. Power is not only by fighting and destroying people. Amen. Can I show you one of the powers of the enemy? So that you can understand power. The true power of Satan is to keep you blinded to the truth of God's word. See what power means? <laughs> Are you there with me? Satan doesn't push you around, make you fall like we do. So, but yet, Satan has power. So what's the power of Satan? It's to deceive you. It's to trick you not to do what you are supposed to do. In fact, it's to make you disbelieve yourself. But it's all a function of ignorance, blindness, foolishness. That's why the rod of chastisement is good for children. Huh? Say foolishness is bind up in the heart of a child, but the rod of chastisement will drive it out. That is deliverance, man. Hmm? Yeah. Here's the rod. Stem of Jesus. The road of chastisement will drive out the foolishness bound up in your heart. Get Satan out of your spirit. You think right. Become who God intended you to be. Live well amongst people. Get out of pride. <laughs> Hallelujah. Christ is the power and the wisdom of God. So, like we read in Isaiah chapter 8, when there is no light in them, we must understand that this proceeds from the darkness of their minds. They are blind and cannot see. 
Ignorance, it means there is no understanding, nor the wisdom of God. Because if they speak not according to the law and the testimony, then there is no light in them. And Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He that followed me shall not walk in darkness, in ignorance, but shall walk in the light of life. And the first Corinthians 1, 2, 4 said, the Bible says, Jesus himself is the power and the wisdom of God. Can you catch the picture now? Are you seeing how it's coming together? So what is it trying to make us understand? When the Bible says they speak not according to this word because there is no light in them. What does that mean? No Christ. You can preach without Christ. The wisdom and the understanding of God. You can do all your signs and wonders without it. Somebody say, how can that be possible? Because to them that believe all things are possible. In my name they shall cast the devil. Using the person's name doesn't mean you belong to the person. Does people impersonate? Sure they do. You can write somebody's, you know, get somebody check leave and pull the name and sign the signature and you cash the money. It doesn't mean the man approved it. It doesn't mean the man is with you. But anyway, the laws of God fulfills. Because he said, this sign shall follow them that believe. All you need to do signs I want is to believe. But you can do all of that without Christ. Hallelujah. So we're talking about Christ, which is the wisdom of God. I pray some of you be around on Wednesday, so that we'll talk about the righteousness of God as well. Because Christ also made unto us righteousness. Then you can understand what we see and what we mean. Righteousness is not just some code of conduct. <laughs> it's a personality. And we see that on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Are you still there? Okay, let's look at something that we're going to be rounding up. Hebrews 10 verse 32. Hebrews 10 verse 32. He said, But call to remembrance the former days. And I'm interested in that. In which after you were illuminated, you endure a great fight of affliction. Hebrews 10 32. After you were illuminated, after you were lightened, huh? you enjoyed a great fight of affliction. It means something begins to happen when you are enlightened. And there is a way you walk when your enlightenment is secured. What probably could shake you will not shake you when you are enlightened. What frightened you now will not frighten you when light breaks forth into your life. That's why I call it the light of life. Did you get that? Say, so think about that. When you were illuminated, when you were enlightened, when you were in Christ, how that you suffer such a great fight of affliction. You were not intimidated, you were not moved. The world illumination there is for teasel to share rays, to shine, to brighten up, to enlighten, to illuminate, to bring to light, to make, to see. So think about it. When you were made to see what life is all about, you can endure and get ahead with such a great fight of affliction. How do you walk through life without understanding? That's the greatest problem. Amen? So there are troubles, there are problems all around us. But the solution is not in seeking these things elsewhere. There has to be a light that will break forth from within you that you will know this is the mind of God. And you can go on. Are you still there? The funny thing happened to me a few days ago. I was just driving and I packed to pick something. And somebody walked to me and said, I don't want to describe who the person is. It's not a prophet. But if I mention it, you'll be surprised. But the person was prophesying. In such a way that was amazed. It's a person you would say is not normal. But he said, take it from me. You are a blessed man. He looked at me and said, take it from me. You are a blessed man. And then he turned and started walking away. To you, he's a madman. Is that okay? But that's an insight. He didn't say so, so that I can give him money. Because having said what he said, he started walking away. That was a messenger from another world. What is madness? Is to live in a different world from the world that is abnormal or normal. Am I talking now? Now that is 
what you don't understand. Somebody say, you mean, no, you don't understand. God can use anybody and anything. May surprise you. Connecting to the spirit completely different from carrying the book. I'm sure you know that. How some hearing ears that can trigger you into dimension of life to fulfill what God has in mind for you. How some hearing ears. Sometimes you are too busy to hear when God is talking. You are too occupied. You are too you are too boxed up by the things you feel must be done. And so sometimes you end up thinking that everything you pray for you must get. Even if God does not ordain that for you, you still want to get it. <laughs> That's what Max Romeo calls stealing in the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you there? Stealing in the name of the Lord. When you claim it by faith and God didn't give to you, faith is hearing God. See, faith coming by what? Hearing. And hearing by the word of God. Until you hear, there cannot be God's faith. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. There might be faith, but not God's faith. When Abraham was asked to leave his father's house, the record didn't tell us there was a sound from heaven. But Abraham heard. See, by faith, Abraham moved. Who told him? He heard. The woman that felt Elijah heard, but there was no sound. But the Bible says, I have commanded a widow of Zarephath to feed you. There was a commandment, the woman heard. Until your spirit gets connected back to God to begin to hear, you have not started living. No light of life. Hallelujah. So when Jesus said, I'm the light of the world, he that followed me and shall not walk in darkness, shall have the light of life. He's simply saying, if you truly follow me, you will discover who ultimately you are supposed to be. Are you there? Come on, am I talking to somebody? <laughs> you must come to a place, people, where you, you stop being pushed around by all manner of thoughts and feelings that comes from people. Am I saying don't take cancer? No. But every cancer that is coming should be designed and agree with an revelation that which God is speaking to you as an individual. Because men will want to cancel you to do what they want and what they feel. But that's completely different from what God says and what God feels. Like she was saying, the mother wanted a medical doctor. There was nothing wrong with that. But we know it's not new because even the parents of John wanted him to stay in the palace. I mean the temple. To kill animals. Can you remember that? Say John, there's nobody like that. Zachariah, we don't have things like John. Huh? Because the father was a priest and they wanted him to be in the priest, priesthood. To eat livers and the tozos and the kidneys. Huh? Meant for the priest. Good place for ministry man. But this guy realized that his calling was in the wilderness. So instead of Tozo, it's Locos. Having fellowship with serpents. Huh? He knew so much about serpents. Like I used to say, so that when he came out and the Pharisees came, he said, You brood of vipers! This is how they were behaving with me in the wilderness. And that's the way they are behaving now. Instead of good garment of a priest, what was yours? Lines, skins on his lines. Because he was here to do something that his father didn't do. But the light of life will drive you to your wilderness to do what God wants. Everybody wants to minister in the city because there's money. And the best invitation you can have is to go to US because dollar is controlling. Huh? <laughs> So that you can get some dollars. But I don't think Christ will have been looking for visas to go to America. If he wants to be alive. He will go to where the Father leads him. It could be one man. It could be two men. It could be just by the well of Samaria. 
one man, one woman. And to him, that is ministry. Could just be by the seashore, standing on borrowed borrowed boat to talk to people. Huh? So let me let me just have that boat, enter the boat and push it off a little bit, and people on the shore speaking from that was a puppy, that was a church, that was a ministry. The light of life goes beyond what you can get, but it's fulfilling the very life and the mind of God for you. And that is all more important than anything else you can ever think about. More important. Went through that email again. And, and something keeps striking me. Anytime I read it, say there are some things that seems, seems important to you. But they are not the important. That God is saying those things that seem not to be so important. Those are the things that are important to him. So give your attention to that. This all other thing he will take care of. Say you are in my palms. We got that email from somebody we don't know. All the way from Germany. Anytime I go back to it, somebody said, Why? War in a good warfare. Forgot that. Forgot that message? Good warfare is standing by the prophecies. <laughs> Especially when you don't know the people. And they came to you from nowhere. I don't know who the person was or is, but it didn't care. So how do I wear good warfare? Keep on reading it. Keep on reading it until it comes to pass in my life. Are you still there with me? The light of life is thin. Some of you guys, see, God could just have designed that through you, that man would get to the place and that is your ministry, that is your assignment. Stay with that man. Is anybody hear what I'm saying? Stay there. <laughs> I'm not against women empowerment. But I don't believe in empowering people for rebellion. Amen? Come on, am I talking now? Because God can just decide to use as a unique mother in creation. Say this is what a mother should be. Not by preaching. This is what a mother should be. Stay there. And do the work of a mother. And let the whole city know there is a woman there called a mother to some people. That is also going to come according to their works. Are you still there? Listen to me. Illumination is a revelation. When light comes forth, you see your first beginning. In the beginning, when God creates a lady of the light, when he did say lady of the light, it was in the beginning. So when light comes, you see your beginning. That's why I say, remember the former days when you were illuminated. So when light comes, you discover who you are originally in the realm of spirit. That's why I say, I'm the light of life. So the light takes you back to Genesis. When you were created, how you were, who you are supposed to be. In the beginning, God said, let there be light. So when light comes, you go back to the beginning. Are you still there? <laughs> Glory to God. When light comes, your real you is revealed to you. That's why you can stand up like the prodigal son. Light came and said, I can't be here. I'm much more than a king's son. I cannot be eating with swine. Light came. Revelation came. When light comes to you, you will discover yourself. You will run from sin. You will run from smoking. Who will tell you that? It's light. Understanding. Now we beg you to stop doing some things. No matter how we beg you, you can't stop. Because power must accompany light. Or light must accompany power. Both of them will go together. The wisdom of God. There's a power that God grants when he gives you light and you can stop without anybody telling you to stop doing anything. That's why some people, you cannot redeem them. They can only be redeemed by God. You can't change them. They can only be changed by God. 
Somebody said they are made up your mind. It is not their mind that is made up. They are dead to the light of God. Mm, am I talking here? But when God breaks forth in light into you, He gives you power to see the ugliness of the situation. And you say, I'm not supposed to live this way. Then you don't need a preacher to tell you to change. <laughs> Are you still there? Are you hearing me? You see, you can be so rebellious that you'll be thinking, no, no, no man can help you. It is just as you steal the word and the word comes and in the course of you hearing the word, light breaks forth into your spirit and you say, I can't continue with this. There's a new way, there's a new path now that I have to follow. Are you there? The light of life. It will reveal your real to you. And to separate you from the life of ignorance. Because you are living a life that is not in consonance with the life and the word of God. It means you are living in ignorance. Now when the light breaks forth, it will separate you from the life of darkness into light. Are you see that? What fellowship of darkness with lights? That's a good question. So what does that mean? How we think, well, what fellowship has Christians to do with unbelievers? Oh no. You can be a Christian and still be walking in darkness. Might you say that? Maybe I'll let you see it. Might you say that? He say, after you've been lighting and you still do this, he say, how great is that darkness? That means you can be a Christian and still be walking in ignorance. And it's great for that matter. Hmm? In that realm, you will shout, I know what I'm doing. You don't know. Ask God for help. <laughs> Hallelujah. True illumination will set you forth in a new day and a new walk. When the light broke forth finally into Apostle Paul, he made a statement in the book of Philippians 3. This one thing that I do, forgetting the past. When the light broke forth, forgetting the past. There's nothing not you can do about your past. I, I remember I told you that on Sunday. Don't get angry with people because your past, you're thinking about your past. You know, I'm supposed to be a rich man, but that has nothing to do with it now. Whether you had five vehicles yesterday and today you are trekking, you have nothing. We can't recover those vehicles. In fact, if you recover them, they are old models. You can't use them now. Huh? You are talking of today, you are saying you, you used to drive five vehicles yesterday. What has that got to do with today? We are talking of today. Forget about yesterday. Don't let that make you mad about people. You are playing with me because, because, no, forget it. Hallelujah. You will walk in a new day. You will walk in the right season. You will do the right thing now. When light comes, you will know how to use your money. <laughs> because if you don't know how to use your money, somebody spoke to me recently, was saying something, and I said, You are just angry for nothing because with the way I've assessed you, you ought to be a landlord. He said, You are correct. The friends I followed, they made me the way I am. They have seen money. But I couldn't use it. I said, they don't blame anybody who insult you now. Don't blame people who do foolish things. It's because of lack of understanding. You must know that nobody is responsible for your trouble. You are the architect of your trouble. If you fail, you survive, you are the one. No man. Hallelujah. I was speaking with someone and he said, Pastor, do you believe the devil can make one do the other? Well, it depends on what you believe and what you mean as well. Hallelujah. When people succeed, the devil doesn't do anything. But when they fail, the devil does it. Isn't it? That's the foolishness. Absolute foolishness. Just find out why you failed. And stop looking for the devil. Find out why you failed. Amen. I've always given this example. I've seen a family of four boys. When they finished their primary school education, 
they called him to a, a, a parliament. Called him to parliament. <laughs> this family parliament now. They say, what will you like to do? Someone say, I want to be a mechanic. Someone say, I want to be a caterpillar driver. Someone say, I want to be a stenographer. They ask the other guy, what will you do? He say, I want to go to school. Everybody want to learn work, want to go to school? Yeah, I want to go to school. It's okay. Your choice. That one went to school. Everybody went. Huh? Learn caterpillar and all of those stuff. When he finished secondary school, another meeting was called. What do you want to do? The guy said, I want to go to a high institution. One uncle stood up and said, something's wrong with you. Everybody learn what they are working. They have got the homes. You, you keep on going to school, going to school. There's no money for you in this family again. It was serious. The guy said, I have to go to school. The mother came and said, this boy said he's going to school. He has to go to school. We are selling all our farms. I let him go. Trouble came. But finally, the guy went to school. Today, he's the only star in that family. All the mechanic, caterpillar, everything has gone. It's a choice. That guy prepared for the new millennium. He saw ahead of time by prophetic design that the day is coming where those are matters. It's education. Not immediately. Not grabbing the money because you get the caterpillar six months, you are true. Money begins to come in. That guy is still in school, taking his time. Hmm? You will, you will land the caterpillar overnight and start making money, get children, money, and then get a the building. I mean, hire the house. You can't compare yourself with a man that is taking him almost 10 good years to prepare and develop his brain. You want to live on the same level. Forget it. Now, was any devil responsible for those people? Now, they want deliverance. That there's a cause in the family. Which family? The cause was your blindness. You didn't see afar off. You see what the Bible says there? Say they are not seeing afar off. If they don't speak according to the word, then they are blind. No light in them. Light makes you see afar off. Point your torchlight, you will see ahead of yourself. You understand that? Just take a torchlight in the dark. Ahead, you will be seeing some distance before you get there. The light is still going. It means light is always going ahead of you. Are you there? So you can see your tomorrow, but your past, forget about it. Walk on the now and get a touch life for your tomorrow. Are you still there? So the life simply means the rediscovery of your true life of God, the Zoe life that we lost through the fall. I am the light of life. A rediscovery. After a man fell, darkness came. Are you there? Are you following? Oh, now hear this. Hear this. I can hear it in the spirit. See, that Genesis 1 was a picture of what is going to be of what happened in Genesis 3 and the coming of Christ. Are you there? When he said, let there be light. God was prophetically speaking to the future of what is going to happen after Genesis 3. When man fell, darkness came. That was a darkness on the face of the deep of humanity. Until God said, let there be light. He spoke forth his son, which is Christ. The express image, the glory, the outreign of God. Back to humanity. That is why this redemption. A rediscovery of our lost life. As Genesis 1 to 3. So we are the children of the day. We can't walk in darkness anymore. As from today I speak to your life, God is going to illuminate you. Light will come forth into your life. There will be breaking forth of a new life, a new season, a new dimension. Things you least expected will come your way. You will see the way you have never seen before. Your mind shall be sharp from today. Darkness is taken away from you. Ignorance is taken away from you. In business you shall be perfected. In the name of Jesus. Truth will stand. But every error will dissolve. It may take time. Now your errors are gone. Your foolishness are gone. Your ignorance are gone. God is speaking again. The world is coming alive again. It's coming alive again. Into your mind, into your spirit. A new day is done it. For we are the children of the day. We are not of the night. We are not of darkness. Therefore, ignorance cannot destroy us. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name.